pregame podcast. Al Myatt joined by Kevin Monroe. Kevin, of course, a great defensive back at East Carolina. And you can hear him Saturday on the East Carolina Radio Network, providing his insights as the Pirates take on Houston. 2 p.m. kickoff, Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. East Carolina coming off a 27-25 loss at Cincinnati. And Kevin, the Pirates had a uh, big edge in total yards, played turnover free, but uh, there was some breakdowns defensively. Uh, Cincinnati with a couple of big plays, uh, utilizing their speed at receiver and also a 100-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. And uh, those big plays ultimately translated into a Cincinnati victory. Yeah, you lose a game by by three points, Al, and, and you can look and look at ten points right away with the with the hundred yard kickoff return for a touchdown. And that's a play where the kickoff return team or kickoff coverage team covered well. I mean, they were down there. If you watch the play, they had the kids surrounded. Just nobody made a tackle. You know, he he made a couple of moves and backed out of one tackle and got to the outside and then just outran everybody. So um, you know, you, you, you coach it up, right. You, the players do everything they're supposed to do in, in terms of staying in the right lanes, but then someone's got to make an individual tackle or several people have to make tackles, uh, to, to keep that play from happening. And then on the flip side, you miss a field goal and another situation where we had the kicker have to kick the laces. And, you know, I, I know how hard it is. You get that snap back there right away and, and the holder's got to get it down and get it spun around, uh, you know, within a second or so. Uh, so, you know, not pointing fingers, just saying it's just bad luck to, to have that happen. And so that's 10 points right there, the, the, uh, the kickoff return and then the missed field goal. And so uh, that's how you lose. That's how you lose games. Um, and then, you know, offensively, they had the, the one slant route go for 60 or 70, uh, just a, a nice throw. And, and the receiver just outran everybody. And you just can't have that. You've got to have you got to be able to secure the tackle after they, after they uh, make the catch. And so no safety in that area. And and the uh, the receiver just just goes for touchdown. So. You give up plays like that, more than likely on the road, you're going to lose. Um, I do like the effort, the the no turnover effort by the offense, but just uh, too much in special teams and, and big plays defensively. Well, Kevin, uh, Keaton Mitchell went out of that game. He was uh, targeted by Cincinnati defensive back uh, Brian Threats, and Threats was ejected from the game. And uh, – Keaton had 112 yards rushing in the third quarter with a touchdown. And then uh, C.J. Johnson uh, lying on the field at the end of the game after a hook and lateral play, and he was tackled onto his head, but he had seven catches for 123 yards and a score. And uh, Coach Mike Houston says that Keaton Mitchell and C.J. Johnson are expected to be back Saturday against Houston. He anticipated that they would practice on the heavy day Tuesday, so – uh, that's good news for the Pirates. Great news. You know, in this day and age of concussion protocol and, and concussion baseline testing, you know, all those players have a baseline that they go in with, cognitive baseline. And so the doctors are are, are very easily able to determine, um, you know, how, you know, how bad the situation is. And so once they do that, then they can they can get an idea of, of how long you need to stay out. And so it was good to hear that both of them will be back right away. Um, I know there's lots of fallout about the the hit on Keaton Mitchell. I'm probably in the minority. I, you know, I, I definitely think it was targeting. I definitely think the kid should be tossed out. I don't think it was uh, a dirty play. You know, as a former defensive back, you know, especially playing from the safety position, you run 20, 30 yards 
and you have to hit you have to hit the player, you know, in about a one foot area in order to make sure you can knock the ball out. Uh, it's just it's hard. And then you don't know if, if the guy's going to be leaning his head forward or backwards or, or what. So I, I don't think the kid was going for Keaton's head. I just think it was just one of those things where he had happened to him a little bit higher than he probably wanted to. But it's it's I thought it was a good, hard, hard play. And it's just um, it turned out to be targeting. And, 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 and that's the rule. And so he deserved to be tossed out of the game. But I don't think it was dirty. And then with CJ, just the end of the game kind of thing, you know, kind of slung around, uh, didn't have his hands available to to brace himself and ends up on his head. And that's just one of those unfortunate things. And so glad to see both of them back uh, for this game on Saturday. It will be senior day. And Kevin, I know you remember your senior day. It was an epic day in East Carolina football uh, hosting NC State. And the first time the Wolfpack had traveled to Greenville uh, to play a football game, 23 to six victory for the Pirates. And uh, I know you still remember that occasion. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, one of the better games of my career. Um, it was just a, a great atmosphere at the time. It was the largest crowd in, in Daddy Ficklin uh, history, over 50,000. They brought in the end zone seats, the uh, temporary end zone seats for both end zones, which was really cool. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was Coach Logan's made him the winningest coach in ECU history that that game. And uh, they had a really good team. Uh, and I can remember Corin Robinson, who, you know, went on to be a first round draft pick in the NFL wide receiver for, for the Wolfpack. You know, he was a freshman and I was facing him as a senior corner and he was a freshman. And he, and he to this day, he was still probably the first or second best receiver I faced uh, in college. That's how good he was. And, um, you know, Jamie Barnett was the quarterback and, you know, they had some good, good players. But, you know, we had a good day out of Jamie Wilson that day. And David Garrard played well. The defense, of course, only giving up six points, played very well. So uh, I'll always remember that game. What kind of motion, emotion do you think uh, this year's seniors will have? Holton Aylers, of course, uh, coming out of nearby D.H. Conley in high school. Seems like he's been playing for the Pirates for quite some time. He has, as a matter of fact, with uh, COVID years and that sort of thing. But uh, final home game for that for that group. Yeah, I think it'll be very emotional, um, you know. The good news is it's not their last game, right? They get to they get to play another game on the road at Temple, plus they get to play a bowl game. So it's not like, you know, they're oh, this is my last football game. But it is your last one in Daddy Ficklin Stadium. And so um, that kind of feeling is like, you know, you just you, – you're going to miss it because it's going to be a packed crowd, a 2 o'clock game. Uh, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be a lot of people there. And, and I'm sure Holton and CJ and those guys will get lar- a huge round of applause uh, because of what they've done for the program. Uh, over the years and so you you miss that feeling you miss you, you'll miss that the um just the camaraderie with the fans that you've dealt with for the last four or five or six years depending on who you are and you won't ever get to, to have that feeling again because you're on the road you don't you don't get that feeling but um they they will enjoy this game and the emotion of it will probably last a good a good bit of the first quarter but then they'll settle in and, and start to play east Carolina football but it'll be a special day for sure well the houston cougars coming in and uh, they are uh, six and four, I believe, as is East Carolina. Houston is four and two in the American Athletic Conference. The Pirates are three and three. But uh, Clayton Tune, quarterback for Houston, certainly capable. Houston took an overtime win over the Pirates last year. East Carolina playing on the road. So these teams appear to be evenly matched. Yeah, I think so. It's It's hard to gauge Houston, right? Because, you know, the beginning of the season, you know, they, they did play a, a ranked Kansas team and they lost by 18. They did play uh, a really good two lane team and 
and they went in overtime and lost that game. Uh, these last handful, you know, I wouldn't say they've played the best part of their schedule. You know, Navy has kind of been up and down, but South Florida's not very good. Temple's not very good. SMU, I don't know a whole lot about them, but, uh, I, I, you know, winning four out of the last five games, it's hard to gauge, you know, how good those wins are, but I know this is a good football team. And so the Pirates will have to be ready to play. Um, you know, they're scoring 37 points a game, but they're also giving up 36 a game. So, you know, there's 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 both yards through the air. They've given up almost 300 yards of passing, and there's yards on the ground. They've given up almost 150 rushing. So uh, there's opportunities for the Pirates to take advantage and score some points on this team. But on the flip side of that, you have to worry about how good they are. And, and, and uh, you know, Clayton Toon, really good quarterback. Uh, he's already thrown for 31 touchdowns this season, 3,000 yards, amongst the best uh, in the conference. Uh, so certainly you have to worry about him. And then he's got a plethora of receivers to throw to. I think there's seven or eight of them that all have a touchdown pass receiving this year, uh, including Nathaniel Dale, who's got 13 of them. So uh, they're very prolific on offense. You just have to find a way to slow them down, keep them out of the end zone, get make some of those uh, touchdowns become field goals. Uh, and then when you're on offense, you've got to make sure that you're scoring six. Well, Kevin, talk about the significance of this game and maybe in terms of improving East Carolina's status as a bowl team. Yeah, I think that uh, the Pirates have proven that they are a, a top quality, a top tier team in this conference. Um, you know, coming into the preseason, I think they were ranked pretty low, uh, but they've definitely, um, you know, overshot those expectations uh, and have been very competitive in, in every game this year. You know, you lose a tough one. Um, on the road in Cincinnati, you lose a, a tough one in overtime against Navy. Uh, but for the most part, they've they've played very, very well and and, uh, and handled all these conference games uh, with no problem. And so, uh, you know, I think that the, the the folks that are handling these bowls and they always look at how, how much East Carolina travels, how well they travel. They look at the at the coach and, and how well he's done and how much he's liked and and uh, his popularity. And they also look at some of the star power of the players. You know, got a guy like Keaton Mitchell, who's, you know, amongst the league leaders and nation's leaders in yards per carry, uh, but also, you know, yards per game and uh, plays over, you know, 20, 30 yards uh, on the season. He's, he's leading the conference in those. And so. Uh, that kind of star power, as well as Holt Naylor's and C.J. Johnson, what they've been able to do in this defense, uh, for the most part, has been really good, especially against the run. Um, and so I, I think a lot of that goes into, you know, how, how appealing East Carolina is to the Bulls. And so, yeah, another win um, at home. You, hopefully you can finish the season winning your last two. I think uh, I think that'll, that'll definitely bode well for them. And then Houston is going to the Big 12, so – uh, East Carolina will not likely play the Cougars in the foreseeable future. Yeah, uh, you know, Houston, Central Florida, uh, you, um, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, yeah, those guys are, are are moving on, and they've been some of the better teams in the conference over the last few years. And so you know, this could be the last time the Pirates play any of them, depending on, you know, there's not really a regional fit there with anybody. And so who knows what will happen in the future. But uh, it's just there have been some battles. Um I personally, I had seven career interceptions over uh, the two years I started, and four of the seven came against Houston. <laughs> you know, my junior and senior year, I had two two in each of those games. So um, just always a battle with them, and they always have very good players. And, um, you know, you rarely see a blowout game between the Pirates and, and the Cougars. So uh, you know they're going to they're gonna come ready to play. 
it's always been, you know, a physical uh, knockdown, drag out type of series, it seems like. I remember one year uh, game in Greenville, and there was a helmet. It just went flying about 20 yards in the air. And uh, Jeff Carr said, those are some of the dirtiest guys I've ever played against. And he was talking <laughs> yeah. about Houston Cougars. Yeah. But uh, this, of course, different personnel, different coach. I don't know about uh, how they play now. But let's talk about that Bonesville tradition, Kevin. Kevin's keys to the game. I think it's going to start on defense, Jeff. You know, this is an offense, as I mentioned, you know, they're scoring 37 points a game, uh, putting up a ton of yards. Uh, Clayton Toon is just a, an outstanding quarterback. Uh, you know, 31 touchdowns to eight interceptions is is a very good stat. And then also uh, you look at his almost 70 percent completion percentage is, is outstanding. And so I think you got to put pressure on him. You know, it starts up front. You know, we've got to get get to the quarterback. He's not. Uh, a big time runner. He's nowhere on the stat line in terms of in terms of rushing yardage. Uh, so I think they can contain him in the pocket and uh, and just make him make some mistakes. That's what they were able to do um, these last couple of games. Not as much against Cincinnati, uh, but the game before definitely. So starts there. Starts with getting that pressure up front, finding a way to corral the quarterback and and hopefully force him into some turnovers. Uh, and then also the run game. You know they've got four or five running backs. Uh, that are all averaging 40, 50 yards per game. They just want to run it successfully. You've got to control the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, it, it's going to kind of go hand in hand with getting pressure on the quarterback. Uh, but controlling that line of scrimmage, winning up front, not letting them run the football, making them pass the ball on third and longs, uh, that's going to be key as well. <clears throat> and then, you know, on, on the offensive side of the, the football, uh, the Pirates struggled to to run the ball a little bit, uh, especially in the fourth quarter. Once Keaton Mitchell was out, he'll be back this game, but they got to establish that run early. They're always so much better when they can get the run game going because that allows things to open up for Isaiah Wednesday, for CJ Johnson, uh, for Jalen Johnson, for those guys, um, the, the tight ends as well. So get that running game going early, opens up the play-action pass. Uh, Holton's done a great job of taking care of the football in the last few games. Uh, I think that's kind of the way they got to go. That's the recipe for success for here on Saturday. Well, sounds good, Kevin. As always, enjoyed visiting with you on the Bonesville pregame podcast, and we'll look forward to doing it next week. Appreciate it, Al.